Good evening, everybody. We are here with our Q&A session 142, the first one of the 11th month. We thank you for the questions. They came in late, but they still came in. Mm. And quite interesting questions. <laughs> and some one question is relevant only for today. <laughs> so we shall look at it. And they have come in from everywhere, from U.S. to Canada to the Middle East, everywhere. So we just once again thank for everyone who sends in the questions because sometimes the answers bless more than one person. So even that's a ministry sending the questions. So this evening, before we look into the questions, we shall look to the Lord who gives the answers. Amen. We are just vessels. Yes. We are just channels. We want to be as true as possible, humanly possible, <coughs> to the answer. And if we err, it is man who errs God Never earth. Yes. Father, this evening we come to you. We come at all your people here, everywhere, tuned in online today, in the days and the hours to come. And I pray, Father, that you would touch them, comfort them, strengthen them, heal those who are sick, strengthen those who are weak, speak peace into every troubled heart that is listening, because, Lord, you are always on the throne and it doesn't matter what it looks like happening in the world. Mm. You are always in control. Yes, and everything is moving according to your timeline, Amen. your purpose, your will for mankind, O oh Lord. Therefore, we can rest in you, Lord. We pray for wisdom and discernment in answering these questions. And I pray the word will go forth. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, Pastor Vijay, we can start. Yes, Pastor Vijay, we'll start with uh, question number four. Uh, question number four is, um, it says, um, a man is often lost because he had a bad start. Is that true? Can God correct the wrong start and make it right? The, the biblical answer to this question is, every man is born with a wrong start. Yes. Wrong start. Every man is born with a wrong start. If you go to, uh, if I'm right, Psalm 11 and verse 3. Psalm 11 and verse 3. This is what King David, the Holy Spirit, would say through King David. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's part of actually tomorrow's word too. Um, if you know the illustration Jesus said in Matthew 7, and uh, he talks about the two houses that were built, mm. the two houses that were built. And uh, when the storm came, and the floods came, and the rains came, what mattered, what was, what was not seen to the human eye, the foundations are not seen. Even this building, the foundations are not seen. What yes. we see is the structure. So if you look all around... Outside, the structures all look good, pretty good. But what is going to test is when the earthquake comes or a flood rises, the winds come. Then what is tested is the foundation is tested. Remember, the foundation is invisible. It is not visible. Mm. Outwardly, they both look the same. But when the shaking actually came, the house that stood was the house that was built on the rock. So there's only one foundation that will stand ultimately. So Paul would say in First Corinthians chapter ten, uh, three, and verse eleven. There's only one foundation. 
There's only one foundation. For no other foundation can anyone lay that is which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual foundation. When it says Jesus Christ has foundation, what does it mean? It actually means the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. All four. Hmm. All four. Okay? If God has to accept something, it has to be righteous. And the only thing that is accepted as righteous is Christ. So we all started on a wrong foundation. That is the foundation of the fallen man. Our foundation was wrong. Our start was wrong. And as the shaking comes, ultimately, when judgment day comes, the whole thing will collapse. Because no one can stand before God on his or her own righteousness. Because we were brought forth in iniquity and shaped, or shaped in iniquity and brought forth in sin. That is our nature. That's our nature. Like we have heard it over and over again. We act good only because restraints are there. That's what David understood. Okay, David understood. Psalm 51 and verse 5 is David's reflection of his own life. Like this is a, this is not a bad man. This is an extremely good man. And what this man ended up doing was unbelievable. And he didn't do when he was a shepherd. Or when he was a soldier, he did it when he was a king. Because when he became king, he had the power to do it. Mm. So we are not judged by what we do. We are judged by what we are capable of, capable of doing. And when we have power, we have no clue what we are able to do. Able to do. What we are able to do. So one power is money. The other power is political power. Like, let us say about well, how come an ordinary young man, then his father gets a job, gets a promotion and becomes, let us put it, a politician, a minister or a police commissioner. And then why did the boy change? Why is he now arrogant, rebellious, threatening people on the road? What changed? It is always there inside. Always there inside. Only thing is that time and situation revealed it. It is always. So you see it all around. It is there. Every child is born with that fallen nature. And time is a great revealer. And many things are not revealed in time. It's because the child, when he grew up, did not have the power to go. Because that's the nature of man. You don't have to do anything to man. Just leave him alone. He will go, go on his own way. He will go to hell. So religion is only a restrainer. Laws are only a restrainer. It doesn't change the actual man. It does not change the actual man. It cannot change the actual man because the nature of the fallen man is iniquity and sin. Mm. Now, when it's talking about this in sin, my mother conceived me. It is not talking about the mother or the act. Mm. It is talking about the power of iniquity is this. It will always manifest mm. itself. Mm. Just give the right atmosphere, right condition. It will come out as sin. Sin is our default setting of every man, every child born into this world. His default setting is sin, not righteousness. It is not righteousness. So everyone had a bad start. Mm. Everyone after Adam fell, in Adam, all fell, all mankind fell. The first man and woman disobeyed God and fell. The nature changed. And in him, everybody's, everybody fell. Now what God is giving through Christ is Absolutely new, new start. start. 
Amen. A new start is not reformation of the old man. Mm. The old man cannot be reformed. Mm. So even Nicodemus, who is a good man, when he comes to Jesus, he gives him the answer. The answer is, is you have to be born from above through the Spirit of God. You have to be born once again. You have to be born once again. It is an actual event that takes place in a person's life when he encounters Christ, when he encounters God. He actually sees who he is in the light of God's holiness. He sees this is who I am, wretched man who will save me. And then he says, but in Christ. So there is something that happens inside. Religion, some religions have this concept, but they don't know how to do it. So like, actually, the closest that comes to this outside the Judeo-Christian religion, the closest that comes to it is not Islam. It's not Buddhism. It's yeah. not Jainism. It's Hinduism. Hinduism. Yes. The closest that comes to is Hinduism, because in the ancient Hindu system, there was only one one God mm. and the Rigveda, the oldest Veda. Only one God. There were no multiple gods. There was only one God, and he was not uh, Vishnu not or Brahma it. or Shiva. It was his name was Brahman, mm. and there were no idols. Yes. There were no yes. idols. There was only one God. Okay. There was only one God, and that God actually says that he will be born as man. Mm. That is Prajapati. Pati means savior, Praja means people. That's why actually the actual word of husband is in, in India. Yes. Pati means he's the savior, that Jesus is the savior of mankind. And the church is called a woman, his bride. The church is his bride. He comes to save her. Okay, So you have this concept in Hinduism, Prajapati will come, he will be tied to a tree, and through the shedding of his blood, you have moksha. So then, when you are born of Brahman, you become a Brahmin. Mm -hmm. That's the term Brahmin. Brahmin means born of Brahman. Okay? And the actual thing will only happen when a person comes to Christ, acknowledges filthiness and his depraved nature, and turns and believes in Christ and his work alone, something happens inside. The Spirit of God comes and births him again. No, there are two people inside. Everyone is born of Christ. There are two people inside. Everyone who is not born of Christ has only one person inside. The old man who needs restraining But the new one who is born again is born of God. And that man is the good start God is giving. Amen. That's Second Corinthians 5 and 17. verse 17. Very he much. talks about that is the start. So start can happen young, start can happen very old. Look, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. It's not a reformed creation. It's an absolutely new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is a new start. Mm. Now, when it happens, nobody knows. For me, it happened when I was 19 years old. Pastor Vijay, I think it's much it's a little more later. Yeah, later. Some people it happens when they are forty. Some people happen sixty. Whenever you encounter, doesn't matter. Whenever you have that one-on-one -on -one real encounter with God, and you understand your depraved nature, and there is only one way out: it is believing in the work of Christ and not in your work. That's Hebrews chapter six. Let's go to uh, chapter six, verse one and two. Where Apostle Paul, because he himself had to go through that, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles 
of Christ, let us go on to perfection. What is the elementary first step? Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. So that's a first, first. Repentance from dead works. It doesn't say repentance from bad works. Dead works. Before I came to Christ, every work I did, it was irrelevant whether it was good or bad. It was dead. In God's eyes, it made no difference. If I were to die, it wouldn't have counted at all. That's where the karmic theory is will not work. Because in the karmic theory, it is your good deeds that outweigh your evil. What doesn't work with God that way? Because even your good deeds are evil. Because mm. your nature fundamentally is evil. It will not be counted. And we know it is a principle of law. It's a principle of law. If I were to be caught for a crime and I was be charged cheated in the in the in the uh, court, the defense attorney cannot bring all my good deeds over there. It will not stand before the law because what I am being charged is for my. Evil deed. Mm, yes. And so he was so good. He had listened to his father. He was obedient to his mother. He always did his homework. The judge says, I don't want to hear any of this thing. Under what section is he charged? <laughs> These things will not work. These things will not go. But if you are underage and this is your first offense, then he may show mercy, leniency. And he will also say, next time you come into my court, I will throw the book at you. <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. so he is showing lenience. He's not blanking out your crime. The mm-hmm. crime still stands. It is still in the records. So that is the principle of law, and that's the principle we understand. And the simple thing is that when a man, it's written very clearly, Hebrews nine and verse twenty-one says, "This is this is where the Bible absolutely uh, nine twenty-seven contradicts accepted religions." You say, "As it is appointed for men to die once, it's only one death." There's no coming back, no migration of souls. It's all fallacies. People trying to escape through religion. But the whole issue, you need to realize it. If that theory is right, that theory is right, then I should remember what I did in my previous Mm, birth. Otherwise, logically, I am committed to making the same mistakes or even more worse. So I don't have a chance. I don't have a start. Every migration of soul is not a start. I could be ending up worse than before because if... That is a chance Then I need to remember. And nobody remembers. Because there is nothing like migration of souls. Mm. So the Bible is very clear, very emphatic about this. It is appointed for men to die once. And after this, judgment. So when I stand before God for judgment, I have two choices. On what ground do I stand? Mm. If I stand on my works, I am finished. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one standard on which I will be judged. It is God himself. Mm-hmm. Because God says, be holy as I am holy. There's no other standard. I'm not being judged look, uh, looking at others. And God's testing is that if you want to enter into heaven, which is, his, which is where his presence is, there's only one standard. The standard is God himself. Or I go through Christ. I put my faith on him. I don't judge. I don't come based on my works alone. I repent. I turn from my dead works, meaning I don't put my faith in my works, good or evil. I put my trust in his works that he came. He lived a perfect righteous life. He died on the cross for me. And his blood was shed as atonement for my sins personally. Why? Because this is the concept. And this it's a real concept because life is in the blood. 
Life is in the blood. Of any creature you take, any living creature you take, life is in the blood. It is not in anything. I mean, we have a doctor over here and you will see, you can be brain dead and still be alive on a machine. But the moment your heart stops beating, they declare you dead. Right? That is when they declare you. Otherwise, they will say you are brain dead. They don't say you are dead. They don't say you are dead. But the blood, heart stops, the blood stops pumping, you are dead. And it is the blood, actually, if you look, which takes life into every part of your body. And any part of your body, the life, the blood stops flowing, that part dies. And the Bible knew this before medical science recognized or discovered it. In Leviticus, it is said very clearly, life is in the blood, and I have given you blood for atonement. What man lost when he sinned was life. The only thing that could replace it temporarily was blood. So till Jesus came for thousands of years, there were these blood sacrifices that were offered. Blood sacrifices. But when Jesus died on the cross, what was being offered was his blood. The blood of God's own son, God who came as flesh. And that's what in the Hindu scriptures, Rigveda will call it as Prachapat. That's why if you look at even into the avatars, the the tenth avatar, the expecting, not going to happen, nine avatars. If you look at any of the avatars, there's no shedding of blood. There's no shedding of blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement. On the other hand, what you have is an avatar coming to destroy the sinners so the righteous can live for some more season. And then sin increases, he comes and destroys. And that is the continuation. But it is a complete contradiction to what God says in the Bible. In Gita, Krishna says, Yuga to Yuga, I am born to destroy the sinners to save the righteous. Jesus comes and says, I have come to save the sinners. Don't say, he said, I have come for the sinners. Everybody is a sinner. If you are righteous, you don't need salvation. But there is none righteous. The Bible says there is none righteous. And how does it come? You repent from putting trust in your works and believe in the work of Jesus. That is what is called, if you look at Hebrews uh, 6 and verse 1, it says, repentance from dead works and faith towards God. You Put your faith in the work of God. Lord, I come, I repent, I turn from it, I don't put trust in anything of myself. I put trust in what you did for me through your son on the cross. And God says, something happens when you do that. The spirit of God comes in and you are born again. The blood of Jesus cleanses cleanses you of all your sin. And a new person is born again. Now that person is born of God. The nature of God. It is said, born of God. So there is a different person in me. It is born of God. That person cannot sin. That person cannot sin. The Bible very clearly says that person is born of not shaped in iniquity, but shaped in righteousness. Mm. That person cannot be. So that is the struggle. Every born again Christian face. There is an old nature and a new nature. The battle continues. So that is the new start God gives. And how you finish is depending upon who grows. If you choose to feed the new person and put to death the old person daily and allow the new person. And Jesus showed us the way how he walked on earth. And the Bible says he was tempted at all points and he did not sin. And that we can actually come to a point in life where we do not sin anymore. 
the old mm-hmm. man, the new man has taken over completely. That's the new new start. So God is not transforming the old person, reforming the old person, because humanity has shown six thousand years of religion has made no difference. Six thousand years of technological advance has only made the evil man smarter, not better. Better, like we said yesterday, we are living in an age which nobody before us ever loved. The technological advances we have had. Has it made us better? No. no. Worse. <laughs> Has made human conditions better? No. It's nothing. Because you cannot, like uh, Derek Prince is used, uh, uses that word. The problem is with has, when man sinned, atrophy set in. Right? Entropy. And it, uh, entropy. Entropy set in. What happens? You look into creation. You take a tomato, pull out a tomato or a fruit, how long it will remain fresh? Even if it is in the tree, how long it will remain? Mm. Why is it that it cannot remain fresh forever? You put it in the freezer, these many months. You put it in the fridge, these many days. You keep it out because something has got it. Mm. That is when man fell all of visible creation fell with him. So entropy set in. That's the same thing. All. Why do we die? Because entropy set in. Because entropy set in. Man was not meant to die. The first man and woman were not meant to die. God had breathed into them so they would live. But when they disobeyed God and sinned, what came in was death came in. And death itself is a proof that this is my destiny. I will die. But Jesus comes and I want to go over there. Those are the powerful verses in John chapter 11. When he comes to a person who is dead for four days. Verse 24, 25 and 26 and 27. Okay. Jesus said to her, I am the, Jesus, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Mm. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Mm. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So you need to understand this. Resurrection is an entirely Christian concept. Mm. It is not there Anyway, even mm-hmm. Islam doesn't have it. Yep. Mm. Even Judaism struggled with the concept that there were two groups called the Pharisees and the mm-hmm. Sadducees, mm-hmm. one who believed in resurrection, the other who denied resurrection. And resurrection is what God is talking about. The thing is that everyone who has died, good or evil, born again or not born again, will be resurrected mm-hmm. for judgment. Mm. The Bible says, Everybody, let's go over there. What happens if you don't have a good? Go to the book of Revelation and chapter 20. What will happen to everybody? Chapter 20, verse 11. Onwards. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it. This is Jesus. From whose face the earth and the heaven flood away and there was found no place for them. Look what happens. And I saw the dead small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades that is grave delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to his works. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Mm. 
Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So if you understand the Bible, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, repent and believe. And when you're born again, what happens is your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. If you go to Luke chapter 10, 19, remember when the disciples came and they cast out demons, okay? Behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Come further down, okay? Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. God says, what you should actually be grateful and happy is that, Lord, my name was written and I didn't, couldn't do anything about it. My name was not written because I was great. Mm. My name was written because I believed in the work of yours. He says, rejoice in that. Mm. Because everybody whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, their judgment is different. They'll be cast into the lake of fire, meaning they'll be cast away from the presence of God. See, nobody will die. Everybody will live forever and ever. This physical death is the first death. That's irrelevant. Mm. The second death is what is dangerous. Yes. The second death is dangerous. So everybody will live forever and ever, either in the presence of God, which is called heaven, or away from the <laughs> presence of God, which is called hell. utter darkness hell. and hell, hell, the lake of fire. That's the two places we are going into. But you cannot go by your works. You can go by the work of God. And after that you believe in it, you are judged for, for your rewards. Or those whose names are not written in the Lamb's of Book of Life, they are judged for the degree of punishment. Because even fire is not the same. And darkness is not the same. The Bible is very clear about it. Everybody is not going to go into the same place even in hell. Your works will be judged. The one who is more evil and more wicked, the condom of punishment, he gets, even in the criminal law, you know it is the same. The condom of punishment is not, it's according to the crime. According to the crime. It is according to the crime. Even even if it looks like murder, all murders are not the same. They, are, they have first degree, second degree, third degree. So it depends. Premeditated, cold-blooded, planned out murder, he gets much more than the fellow which is an accidental murder. And even the law given through Moses, it is put across. So there are two judgments. One for the righteous who were born according after you got saved. How did you do your works? Did you listen? Did you believe? Did you obey? The good start you got, how did you finish? And those who were not, it's a different thing. You will be judged for your works because mm. you have nobody to stand for you. And the problem is you're born in sin, shaped in iniquity, so your works don't count at all. So God has given us a good start. That's the only start you get. There are no other starts. A fresh start he gives you, and that's the day you encounter Christ. And Apostle Paul is a witness to that. He knows who he was. If you go to Romans chapter 7 and verse 24 and 25, it's a power of iniquity in him before he met Christ. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Hmm. And then he says, I thank God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who then with the mind I serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. He hmm. says, in me is the law of sin. If I give it to the flesh, it will only sin. But in my mind, is the law of God. And if you come to Romans 8, and words what he puts it across. There is therefore now no condemnation to those yeah. who are in, in, Christ. in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. 
for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. He says, now something else is working in me. Now I have the power to overcome the flesh, which I did not have earlier. Now situation does not matter. Circumstance doesn't matter. Power doesn't matter. Nothing matters because I realize that it's, it's basically in, in, in science, you call it the power of aerodynamics. Mm. Right? Yes. There is a point where the pilot has to take off. He has to take off. And when he's taking off, he's using one law to break another law. Yes. It's a law called the law of gravity. And everything that goes up has to come down. That is the law of gravity. It can be broken only by another law which is more powerful than that. That is when the aircraft, aircraft takes off. And there is the law of the power of sin and death. There is another law called the law of the spirit of life. And through that, you put to death the other one. But it only happens when the spirit has come into you and you are born again. Otherwise, you simply don't have the power to do it. Because even the best man is only a man. And even our... Uh, Hindu Purana shows that you, know, you see who are the best men on on earth in the Puranas were the sages. So you have a sage called Vishwamitra, you have a sage called Vashishta and all that. He comes from penance and he sees a damsel dancing, he's gone. What happened to him? It was a power, it's true, it's a power of iniquity working. Mm-hmm. All that restraining power in the Himalayas or wherever he was, okay, it restrained him. But as soon as he comes and this Apsara comes and dances, you realize he has no power to resist and he falls. Or uh, Shakuntala is thinking about uh, Dushanta, no? That's what, mm-hmm. uh, that's his name, right? And, then, and the, sage the, the sage comes, not Vashishta, the other sage comes over there. The angry sage. And he is upset mm-hmm. that she did not serve him. A sage shouldn't be upset. <laughs> okay, that's not Christ, okay? He gets upset and he curses her. That when that man you are thinking about sees you, he will forget you. So you see, none of them could overcome their anger, their lust, or any of this. They could not overcome it. It was not possible. Mm. Because that's, you were born in iniquity. Mm. Our own, I mean, Yudhishthira is the best guy in the epic called Mahabharata, (laughs) right? And he gambles. And he sells his life. Okay? Okay? And then you have uh, uh, Abhimanyu is uh, Arjuna's son, right? And uh, he lies. He lies. Because when this man hears his son is... Ashwatthama Hataha Kunjara. Ashwatthama is dead. He, he's not dead. But he will not believe. He says, I will only believe that if Yudhishthira tells him. Because he knows this man does not lie. Now to win a war, he lies. He says, Ashwatthama is dead. And he says, silently. But Ashwatthama Elephant. <laughs> See, everywhere you see, the power of iniquity works even the best of men. Because even the best of men is men only. You cannot escape from this. The problem is the judge. <laughs> see, we are looking in terms, and the judge is also a man, I am also a man. The problem is when you die, the judge is not a man. <laughs> that is the problem. The judge is not a man. In all of avatars or in any of the other religions, the problem is everyone who comes as God is just an ordinary man. Just an ordinary man. Because if you look at his, I mean, Rama, I mean, I 
feel sorry for Sita because she has to go through the fire after having proven. That's why she goes and she doesn't want to come back. She goes down. Okay. Because he listens to the report of a dobi over the purity of his wife. Hmm. So you have a problem over there. And Krishna and all the Kanyagas and all. I mean, you don't see that with Christ. When God comes as a man, it's Christ. You purity the, 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 the purity and the holiness mm-hmm. of Christ. The purity. Even the Gentiles, the Roman centurion, even Pilate said, I see nothing wrong with him. It's absolute, the purity and holiness, which you don't see. Which you don't see with anyone. If you see the righteousness in Siddhartha or Gautam Buddha as he is called later, the problem also with Gautam Buddha is that his, his powerlessness. If you read all this, you will see their powerlessness because there is a woman who lost her son and she comes to Gautama Buddha and said, my son has has died, can you help me? He said, go to your house and get me a handful of mustard seed from any house where death hasn't occurred. She goes to every house and everyone says, no, somebody died, somebody died, somebody died. So when she comes back and he says, I couldn't find, she says, the reality of life, accept it. Jesus did not. He stood before the grave of Lazarus and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Remove the stone and he called back and he called Lazarus back. Because he was never powerless in any situation that he faced. But you see, all these people were powerless. So there is holiness and there is power. You have the gods of the religion showing power without holiness. Mm. Or you have somebody else showing holiness without power. When Jesus came, he showed both. Because this is who God is. Holy. Absolutely holy. Absolutely powerful. So he was, there was no situation where he was, either he became unholy by lying, because it is written, there was no deceit found Found in his mouth, mouth. In his mouth. Or where he was powerless. So when that person, through that person, we are born again, you know what we are getting? We are not getting a second chance. That is our first chance. We are getting an absolutely new, solid, new beginning, new start. That's why the Bible says, you read 2 Corinthians 5.17 again. It's an unbelievable verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all Old things, things have become new. I want to read one more verse so that people understand this concept that much of your struggle, our struggles, is with the old man inside. Okay? This is uh, uh, First John chapter 3 and verse 9. 1 John chapter 3 verse 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Hallelujah. You know, that's what I'm saying. Once you're born, there's another person in me. There are two people in me. One is born of God, and I know very clearly that person cannot sin. And if I sin, it's the old man. The only way I can overcome sin is by allowing the new man to win, to love, and not the old man. It's not the old man. The new man, it's Possible for that man to sin because he's born of God, meaning he's not shaped in iniquity, he's not born of sin. He is shaped 
in righteousness. Absolute, total righteousness. That is what he's talking about. His seed. Seed is a term that is used which basically means uh, what we say in human terms, the mm. man's seed. The woman doesn't have a seed. The seed is with man. Mm. Woman does not have a seed. She's the recipient of the seed. The seed is of man. So when the Bible uses the word seed, it is talking about that what which gives birth. 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 Okay? So here, his seed. Whose seed? Mm. God's seed. God's seed. Remains in him. He cannot sin. He cannot sin. So that is the answer to man's fall is a new birth. And 1 John, sorry, because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, what is that person? Let's have it there. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what is he? He's a new creation. He's not a reformed old creation. No, that's what religion tries to do. No, he's an absolutely new creation. All the old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Where? First insight. Then there is a day coming. We'll look at that verse and go to the next question. Revelation 21 and verse 1, where John sees the future. What will, I saw a new heaven, a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and also there was no mercy. Everything is going to become new. What is it becoming new for? For this new creation. Right now on earth, there are two sets of people. Old creation, walking in the old body, and the new creation walking in the old body. Mm. The old body. But that new creation is where, is going into that new creation where God will clean out because the second heavens was messed up by Satan's fall. Earth was messed up by man's fall. So God will clean it all up and there is an absolutely new creation coming into which we go. So that's a new start. Amen. That's Amen. a new start. All other starts are false starts. Mm. Like the runner who runs before the gunshot goes off. <laughs> it will ultimately end up in misery. Ultimately. Because when death comes, what is your confidence? Ask the simple question. What is your confidence? What's your confidence? If you are a, if you are a Buddhist, what is your confidence? There's no confidence. He has no clue. What is it? If you are a Hindu, what's your confidence? No confidence. If you are a Muslim, no confidence. Inshallah, no confidence. If you are born again of Christ, what is your confidence? Read, ex- read the incidents of people who die. Read Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven and eight. The man who is about to die, to be executed. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. That's a confidence. Absolutely. Totally confident. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm getting. Where does his confidence come from? Because he's born again. And he has run his race. He took that start, never looked back, and finished well. So it is not enough to get a good start, new start. You have to finish well. New start, you will reach in heaven. What will you become in eternity? Depends upon how you finish. Mm. Will you finish that race? There, it's a different ball game together. Rewards for eternity. Yes, Pastor Vijay. Let us go to the second question. Pastor, this evening I think there should be a very relevant question regarding something which is happening 
which is going to happen on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. This is question Our Wednesday, there, Tuesday. Yeah, this is question US number three. It's, uh, it says, three. Um, how do we know that this election will not be rigged? We pray, we trust God, but the wicked still rig it. They rig and steal everything. Yeah. So how how do we... Technically speaking, almost every election has been rigged. There's never been 100% true, fair election because that's the nature of the fallen man. He's hungry for power and for power they will do anything, everywhere, anything. If you don't, if you want an election that cannot be rigged, this is the way. One, every citizen has to have authentic photo IDs which cannot be duplicated. Second, it should be ballot paper only cannot have electronic comes in because anything that is electronic can be manipulated. There is a manufacturer behind it. Then the counting of the ballots also have to be absolutely supervised. Camera. Unlike old days, you know, they used to stuff the ballot boxes. Mm. So that's how they used to. They couldn't, this thing, they used to do all kind of jugards in India. Remember how they used to do booth capturing and gundas and all kind of things. You know, so all, okay. That's why I'm saying it's even with all of this, you still cannot have a fair election because politicians lie. If you want to have an absolutely true election, every politician should speak the truth and nothing but the truth. (laughs) So that also does not happen. Mm -hmm. So honestly speaking, you can never ever under the sun have a true and fair election. Cannot happen. It's not possible. So the simple thing, to have the fairest election mm, possible. possible. <laughs> election mm. possible. Mm. Okay, election. Okay. If every politician were to stand on a debate, let's put five PM candidates in India, two president candidates, and speak from his heart only the truth, what I'm actually planning to do. When Trump said it, they got him out. Because he's the only one, if you look in modern history, who spoke the truth. This is what I'm planning to do. And he did it. And he went to it, yeah. and, and they couldn't handle it. Because if he continues, then the, the nation will change. Everything he promised, he did. He kept his promises. He did it. Because he didn't come for power. He didn't come for money. He had it all. He didn't come for fame. He had it all before he came over there. Okay? He had it all before he came in over here. He's the only politician who entered into the White House and went back poorer. Everyone came in poor and became and mm. rich. Mm. Okay, so you need to understand what's happened. But elections can be rigged and they will try their best to rig it this time also. Already they are putting out the feelers out. Counting will take so many times. Elections they are trying to stall. Water suppression, they are already building the ground for that. And the Justice Department has done something with this election where they are not releasing the whole thing. What are they planning? In spite of FIO, Freedom of Information Act, they have put in, they are not releasing it. But the only difference this time is the church is awake. It is not physical, it is spiritual. This is a battle in the spiritual realm. This time the church is awake. And they are praying. I'm not talking about what you see in the YouTube churches. Mm-hmm. Those are all fake churches. See, the problem is the biggest f- fake thing the enemy has created on earth is a fake church. Fake church. Because the church was supposed to be the custodian of truth. Pillar and ground. 
and light in this world. So if you can make light darkness, then everything gets confusing. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I'm telling you the honestly. Okay. Now we talk about all this woke agenda. People like David and all who work in MNCs will know that. You talk about homosexuality, homosexual marriage, LBGTQ, Q, all. Where is it all coming from? It's not coming from the third world. It's all coming from the Christian nations. Why? Because if their light becomes darkness, how great is your darkness? Every law that is now being changed, like our Supreme, our High Court talked about abortion. Supreme Court has legalized abortion in India, right? Why did they legalize it abortion? Did it happen here first? No, it happened there first. It happened over there. You need to realize how the, how, that's how the enemy works. The enemy knows changing a law in India or changing a law in China is not going to affect the world. It has to be changed in America, the foremost Christian nation. Once it happens over there, it will have a ripple effect over all around the world. The whole world will be under pressure to change it. Why? Because to them, as a Christian nation, was given the truth. So if they turn the truth into a lie, the lie spreads across the world. So first Europe fell. It's no longer Christian. Europe fell. They have just Christian names. They are not Christian nations. They are no longer Christian nations. They are atheistic, liberal, leftist nations. The last nation standing fighting is America. It was not 2020 presidential election. It is Tuesday's election, which is the most important election of our generation. If Tuesday is lost, it is over. Tuesday is the Congress and the Senate. If that is lost and they rig the election and they make, they will try their best to rig it where they will say, oh, election counting, ballots are coming in. And finally, they will say Democrats won with 500 votes here. They will try to make it as if it was a very, very tight fight so that people will not, they cannot sweep. They cannot do that. So they will do all kind of things. Okay. And uh, they're upset because Musk took Twitter. Hmm. See, there are a lot of things happening in the same time which you do not know. This is all, it's, it's all spiritual. It's got nothing to do with Elon Musk. There is something battle going on because it was Twitter and Facebook and all that they used to suppress the previous election. Actual, that's how they stole the actual election. You know what happened? God moved in. No man in human history, modern human history has lost so much wealth than Facebook's founder. He destroyed Facebook. Because he rigged the election. He's the one and his wife put 350 or more million dollars into the leftist causes to change the election in 2020. And God destroyed him. You wait and see in a few years, you'll be a pauper. You don't play with God and destinies of God's people. Zuckerberg, he's lost his money. Nobody, you look in the actual record of corporations and individual wealth. Nobody has lost wealth in a space of one year like Zuckerberg has lost. Okay, because you don't play games with God. You don't play with God. Okay, and Elon Musk took over Twitter and they're worried. Why are they going, canceling Twitter advertisement? Why are they going after Elon Musk? What is their issue? Because they're controlling a narrative. Because people, see, what you hear is what matters. So if you say the lie over and over and over again, people who do not have access to facts will believe a lie is truth. That's why they suppress where in the history of humanity or the America's history have you seen the, the sitting president of America taken over out of Twitter? 
think about it. So you need to, there is an underlying power structure that is over there. And these are not elected people. Mm. These are not elected people. Biden is not ruling. Somebody else is ruling. He just comes and reads speeches. And he doesn't even know which direction to go. They have to show him this is the way you need to go. <laughs> there is a cabal that is ruling this world. It's a cabal. They are ruling this world. Okay, and we know who they are. People don't want to believe it. They are called the Illuminated Ones or the Illuminati. They rule this world. It's not Modi who rules this India. It's not Xi who rules China. These are not people who are ruling. There is a other system that rules. They are like a mafia. They are not elected by anybody, and they will do anything to stay on to power. And for them, their greatest threat was. Out of the blue, Trump won. And still nobody knew how Trump won. That's God who put him over there. Because they had got ready for Hillary to take over. They had already decided Hillary was going to win. Hillary was going to win. The hall was hired for her to make her acceptance speech. It was a special hall with a glass ceiling to show that the woman has broken the final glass ceiling. Everything was tired, everything was ready, and then suddenly it switched, and he won. When they won, they had to take him down. They had to take him down. And they took him down. Literally, he was taken down. And look at how many cases he is fighting. 37 cases, courts he is fighting cases. Why are they after him? I'm telling you again and again over on live this thing. If he decides tomorrow, I'm quitting politics. All the cases will disappear. All the cases will disappear. Now you know what the Justice Department is. It's already out. You know what they are thinking? That if he probably, if the Republicans sweep the House and the Senate on Tuesday, on 14th, he declares that he's going to be a presidential candidate. They're planning to appoint a special counsel to investigate him. Even before he becomes contest for the election which is in 2024. So you need to realize there is a battle taking place. Huge, huge battle taking place. It is basically the battle for the soul of that nation. The only difference now is the church is woken up. It's a spiritual battle. If you lose in the spiritual realm, you lose down here. Yes. That's why the church prays. It has to pray and to fight because there's a demonic realm and God has given earth to man. But man has to pray. Man has to pray, has to understand how to fight. So can the election be rigged? Of course it will be rigged. Are they trying to rig it? Of course they are trying to rig it. Only this time the election security is much more, much more the Republicans. Because <coughs> what they used is that they used COVID to win the previous election. Mm. They used COVID and all these governors and secretary of states changed the election laws using COVID as an excuse. COVID was a man-made thing made in China, released in America to bring Trump down. It was single-handedly to bring him down. And we all suffered the consequences of it because they had to shut down the whole world to get him down. It was not a man-made, just not a natural virus or anything, but that is the way they did it. And using COVID lockdowns, you know what they did? In? They made universal mail-in ballots. These states, they sent in ballots even to people who were dead in their graves. Everybody was sent in, and that's how they stole the election. The ballots came in. 
the ballot scale. And you know, if you look on election night in 2020, he was leading everywhere mm. and they stopped the counting. And by morning, the mail-in ballots came in. Suddenly he was losing everywhere. And they stole the election. And they suppressed. Anybody who questioned it was out of Twitter, out of Facebook. They took him also out. Everything. That's what happened. Okay, but this time, I do believe it's a different ball game. And if they don't rig it, if they are not successful in rigging it, one, the spiritual, you have to do both spiritual and physical. Spiritual level, the church is on a fast, praying all over the world. In US, they are on a fast. They are praying. Second, the election observers are watching. This is not stolen. I personally predict they will sweep the house. They, it's not even 10 or 15. They may go up to 245 plus. They may sweep the house. And they may get anywhere between 51 to 57 Senate seats and a majority of the governor's seats. If that is, God is showing mercy. He has heard the answer of the church. Because the Bible says, go to Chronicles 7, 14. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Second Chronicles 7, 14. This is the cry. This way. If my people who are called by now, go to 13. First, let us go to 13 so we understand the principle. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the mm-hmm. land or send pestilence among my people. He's not talking about the world. He's talking about people, his people, my people who are called by my name. So there's only one set of people who have the power to change it. Those who are called by his name. So everyone is born of God and when he is baptized, he is baptized in the name name. of Jesus Christ. They have the power to change events. Mm. My people will humble themselves first, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. So that's what we've been telling you. All of us doesn't have to repent. Only those who are called by his name have the power to change the destiny of your nation. Cry out to God. Pray fast and say, Lord, have mercy. Because if this is gone, you are gone. Hmm. You are gone. And I'm telling you, it is. if this is gone, it is not Biden who is coming back. It's Kamala who is going to come back. It's Kamala who is going to rule. Biden won't last his term. Kamala will become president. Kamala will become president. And you know who will be the power behind the throne? Obama. It will be Barack Obama. Obama will rule from he's behind. There, even, right? he's, even now he's ruling. He's only there. Hmm. He is a power behind the whole thing. All the people in positions that is actually controlling the whole narrative in the Biden administration are Obama loyalists, including Susan Rice. They control. They are the ones who are ruling. It is not Biden who is ruling. And please remember, Obama is only 60. And Kamala is only 56. They are not old. They are very young. They control the whole narrative from behind the scenes. Okay, so it's not what we are thinking about. We are literally battling for mercy of God upon the whole world. Because if U.S. goes, every nation goes down with it. It will be the taking over of the evil regimes. Because there is nobody who can stop wicked regimes. Like, Think about it. Four years of Trump. Do you know there was not a single war in the world? Single. Putin wouldn't have dared to go into Ukraine. She wouldn't have even threatened Taiwan. North Korea wouldn't have fired their missiles. Everybody was quiet because they knew who he was. 
they knew this man could not be manipulated. As soon as he went, they started all the mess around the world. And we are suffering. Suffering. So none of these people want him back because their agenda won't work. She doesn't want Trump back. Because he knows if Trump was back, he can't take Taiwan. Hong Kong, they swallowed. Did anybody stop? If Trump was been there, do you think they would have taken Hong Kong? Mm. They wouldn't have taken Hong Kong. Okay, you need to understand, America has been the only bulwark against for democracy in this entire world. America is the only nation which did not have to fight anybody because they were separated not by seas, not by waters or rivers. They were separated by oceans. Mm. The closest America was attacked was Pearl Harbor. It is not even mainland. But America is the only nation who sent her sons die for the freedom of others. Mm. Only nation. They were not attacked. But their sons died in the battlefields of Europe, World War II. Their sons died in Vietnam and in Korea and all over. They didn't have to. They couldn't have been attacked. But they died. And from the beginning they have. They have. But there was also wicked agenda working side by side. The Illuminati has been working. And now the time has come where God would bring. They are warmongers. There's one whole set of people over there. They are warmongers. You see the war in U- Ukraine? You see Russia with its entire... Ukraine is not, not even one-fifth of Russia's size or military power. Why is Vladimir Putin not able to do anything in Ukraine? And Ukraine seems to be winning. You know why? Because of the American weapons. The superiority of American weapons is out of this world. Because of the American weapons, see, see, we bought all these Russian weapons. We don't know the superiority of the American weapons. And do you know that America has not given Ukraine one aircraft and still Russia is not able to have air superiority with their Sukhoi fighters and all the MiG-29, MK, all all. that's what our our air force is full of. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to have the most advanced, but you know what? They are not able to take over Ukraine. They are not able to have air superiority. You know why? Because of the American weapons. And this is huge military establishment in America funded by the Illuminati who wants wars to go on so they can keep on manufacturing and selling weapons. They are warmongers. And Trump is not a warmonger. He said there is no need for war. We don't have to fight. He says why do you have to fight? We have better power than war. We just use economic sanctions. Economic sanctions. Mm. Is war is the last option? Simple squeeze them. We have the power to squeeze them, and he squeezed everybody, and everybody stopped fighting. <laughs> everybody stopped fighting. Okay, because why do you need to let young people, young soldiers die? Why do they have to die? They don't have to die. Okay, so you need to understand. Of course, they will try to rig the election, but will they or not? Stay prayed up, America, and everyone show in the booth. Go out and vote. The narrative is already there, even their blue-eyed wicked man called Newsom is there, California governor. Okay, even he's saying it's a red wave. Okay, they're so expecting a red wave. The only thing is, is it a wave or is it a tsunami? That's what you want to see. <laughs> or will they rig it where it just becomes a trickle? 
to be a trickle. But so far it looks like a red wave. And we are praying, Lord, don't let them rig it. Don't let them rig it. Then we have two years. And then 2024 comes. But pray for President Trump. I'm telling you, two things they will do. <laughs> One, they will try to indict him. It is coming. The Justice Department will indict him. Two, even if that doesn't work, try they'll try to kill him. Mm. They'll try to assassinate him. The two things they will try to do. Indictment is coming. But even that is not going to stop because the Marine Constitution is very clear. Even from the jail, he can, he, can, he can contest and he can win. And they have to release him. So indictment is not going to really, really work. The only plan for them. So plan B is they will try to kill him. And our job is to pray it does not happen. Because there are prophecies everywhere on the other side that he will be killed in a, one of his rallies. He will be assassinated. He will not last till 2024. So it's a warning. A prophecy is a warning. Isaiah comes and tells Ezekiel, put your house in order. You are going to die. So we don't take it and we'll say, no, he shall not die, but love and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. So we fight. A warning is a good thing. So we know we have warnings. We know where it is going to happen. So be careful. Mm. Rallies, be careful. Careful. You will not let it happen, Lord. Give that man a chance. Give the nation a chance and give us all a chance. Because otherwise, you know, we, I mean, I don't like the way this country is going. This country was once upon a time a democracy. Now they are trying to topple every state government. They tried here. They're trying in Jharkhand. Using the ED and the CBI and NI, they are trying to topple. I mean, if all the states topple, we'll have a one-man government in India. I and mean, it's not good for anybody. Not good for the Hindu, it's not good for the Muslim, it's not good for the Christian, it's not good for anybody. Because you always need a vibrant opposition. And there's no opposition in this country. And never in the history of this country has been central agency so blatantly be used to muffle the voice of the opposition. Even during emergency, Indira Gandhi didn't do this so much. And when the election came after the emergency, it was a fair election and she lost. <laughs> she was kicked out. Now we cannot even expect that to happen in India. It's a very dangerous state where we will lose civil liberties. And we'll think, I mean, if you are a Hindu, you need to think out because you know what? What they are propagating is one narrow form of Hinduism. And India's Hinduism is not that. Hindus, India's Hinduism is absolutely diverse. The Hinduism in Kerala is not similar to the Hinduism in Tamil Nadu. The Hinduism in Tamil Nadu is the same mm. in Telangana. Mm. In that Hinduism, there is a diversity. But the Hinduism they are propagating is not diverse. It's absolutely narrow. It's a narrow. And everybody will suffer. Because that's exactly what happened in China. They came in the name of liberty. Now look after Mao Zedong. You have Xi, who is the most powerful man. And there is no voice. Lockdown in China. For nothing. May, for nothing. Okay. What are they locking down Sh China showing for? Strength, yeah. Showing strength. Mm, it's basically a show of strength. Intimidating. Mm. Don't you ever dare question my authority. This is what will they happen. They picked them up, picked the previous picked president up, right, right, right from the... Look at that um, happening. And that's mm. what you're seeing. Regimes are becoming very, in the name of a democracy, are becoming very, very autocratic. And they call Trump being autocratic. No, he was not. This is a false narrative. He was the most open president ever. 
in modern history. He wanted everything to go through the Congress and the Senate, the most open, most transparent. The autocratic is the Biden administration. Executive order, executive order, executive exe, and a weaponized justice department. Absolutely weaponized justice department. You would say anything against us, the justice feds will come after you. And the same thing is happening in India. Same thing is happening in China. Same thing is happening in Russia. You look at, these are the only nations that really matter, actually matter. matter. Exactly. Because Russia, China, America matters because of power, and China and India matters because of numbers. And you look at these nations, you look, all these nations are absolutely crushing civil rights. The people have no records even to speak. People are afraid to speak. When was it a crime to speak against a politician? Here, if you speak against a politician before you know the police is at your doorstep and you have been charged under some cyber law, when did they become kings? The only place under heaven I know is Thailand. You cannot speak against the king. Now, India, you cannot even speak against a minister. It's supposed to be a democracy where people are kings. How did they change this laws? Hmm. Right before our eyes, these laws have been changed. You know what's taking? Well, liberties are being taken off. Taken off. Everywhere it is being taken off. And the, and the false narratives of democracy is under threat. And they will always say democracy is under threat. Democracy is not under the ballot. You are taking it. Mm. rights away and that's what you have to see that's basically what is we have come here one step of america came here the supreme court has given the right to abort babies see this is a dangerous step when you lose take the rights the problem with abortion is the unity realize as soon as a child is conceived and the child is growing there are two people over there so one person's right cannot trump the right of another yes that is the issue over here. We are not questioning the right of the woman. The woman has right of her body as long as there is not another life inside her. When the, so they will not accept the baby. They will not call the baby a baby. They will use a name called fetus. That's a scientific name, but that's a baby. It's a real baby. It's a real person. You can see the, feel the heartbeats. You can see the modern technology. You can see it all. The limbs, the hands, the gripping. The, you can see it all, but they deny it has rights. But the, fun, the funniest thing is that as soon as the baby is born, it is born as a citizen with all rights. But if it is not born, it has no rights. What kind of what thinking it is? Hmm. Like I said on church on Sunday, if you abort the baby, like in America, even to the point of time of birth, before birth, you can kill the baby. But if the baby is born and the mother takes a knife and chops into pieces, she's charged for murder. But when it is in the womb, nine months, full-grown baby, the doctor slices up with his scalpel. It is legit. How did your thinking get so warped? This is mm. the power of iniquity. Mm. This is the power of the fallen man. But the problem is it, when you fight for that right <coughs> as a woman and the men who support this woman and the court sanction the right, do you know what's happening? You are giving up the right for over all your children that are born. Now you're giving the state unconsciously the right over your children. So you know what happened? First they fought for the abortion right. Now the government is saying, your children without the knowledge of the parents have the right to change their gender. Parents don't have the right to say no. 
states are changing laws so you know what your children suddenly the boy feels like a girl he goes to tell the principal or whoever the counselor something they put him through chemical castration which can never be reversed, reversed. yeah you have destroyed this children but where did it start it started with abortion hmm and that's what next will come to india wait and see all these rights will come they are not rights there are no such rights but it's sold to us through a fake narrative these are human rights these are not human rights these are human sins and sin is not a right sin is not a right mm. so they fundamentally destroyed these things and it happened during obama's he is the one who started it all the sanctity of marriage which was for 6000 years was between a man and a woman it was never between a man and a man and a woman and a woman it was never they destroyed it legalized it it is coming it will come it's already in, in movement over here it will come it will come like okay. fundamentally against the living god and how he created man so will they rig the election of course they will try their best to rig their election will it succeed pray it does not succeed <laughs> pray it does not succeed no because there is power and okay. we've been given the power to bind and to loosen. Jesus said what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Mm. What you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven. So the church job is to pray and the people's job is to watch. Election observers watch. Watch. See it is not rigged. And I do believe there will be a red wave. But they will do everything possible to rig it. everything possible to rig it so let's go to the next question so this again i think you should this is a relevant question also i believe this is question number 5 uh, because you're talking about rulers in all places yeah in, uh, in daniel chapter 2 verse 1 nebuchadnezzar had dreams his spirit was troubled and his sleep left him did he hear from god what was the warning that Okay as a, as a this is this is uh, if you look at the bible if you look at the bible you don't see the history of nations you only see the history of israel and the nations connected with the history of israel that's how because the reason is god picked a man Amen. through whom his son would ultimate god would come as a man through his lineage so he picked a man called abraham whose son was isaac whose son was jacob Jacob became Israel who had the 12 tribes and Israel Israel is important in God's history because it's out of Israel Christ is going to come that's the reason Israel was not picked because you were the smartest Jesus says you were picked because you were the weakest that is why Israel is still standing there standing there no nation has humanity including especially the devil using human rulers try to destroy our nation Hmm. Israel but that nation is indestructible indestructible you need to realize almost 600 years before Jesus was born Israel ceased to exist as a nation they were dispersed to Babylon and finally the Romans dispersed them the ends of the world Israel ceased as a nation but you know what God had spoken over Israel in Isaiah 66 600 years before Jesus Can was a nation born. be born. Mm-hmm. You know what he says about Israel? 
is 196 uh, sorry Isaiah 66 and verse 7 and verse 7 and 8 we have if you read 7 in isolation we will not understand it before she was in labor she gave birth before her pain came she delivered a male child hmm. who has heard such a thing hmm. who has seen such things Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Mm. Or mm. shall a nation be born at once? Mm. So it's not talking about a woman giving birth. It's talking about a nation being born in one day. For as soon as Zion, Zion, Zion is the name of yeah. Israel. Zion. And you know what? In 1948, on May 14, Israel was born in one day. That is the only nation that was born in one day. No other nation has been born in one day. When the UN resolution was passed and passed with majority, Israel was born. It came back to life after literally 2,000 years. No nation in the world has ever been born like India. Achieved its freedom, but India was there. Already there, yes. All the other nations got their freedom, but the nations were there. Israel had disappeared. Because Israel does not get its name from the land. Israel gets its name from the people. And these people were dispersed to the entire parts of the world, scattered around the world. And you know what? The people came back. That's why it's called the Zionist movement. They came back. They came back to that land. And they were given that land back through the Balfour declarations and then the UN Assembly passed it and Israel was born. See, the Bible is not myth or fiction. This is absolute real history. And the book of Isaiah was written 2,600 years ago, this prophecy. And it came, it is absolute. That's why when Revelation says, there's a day of judgment, this is what's going to happen, you better believe it. Because everything prophesied in the Bible has come to pass in history. And Israel came into being. It became a nation. It became a nation. So that is there. And that's why last week's election matters. Bibi is back. Ah, praise God. Mm-hmm. Bibi is back. He's back. They didn't want him back because again, like Trump, he's a thorn in their flesh. They didn't want him back. So if you look at all these people who they don't want back, there are always cases against them. <laughs> Have you noticed that? There are cases against them. Yeah. But he came back. He came back. Okay. So you have to see there's a movement and they will call them far right radicals. Far right, yeah. They'll use those terms, okay, against them. Far right radical. These are all things which they do. These are all things which they do. So we have to, let's go back to that question. Mm. So we have to be very careful about this thing. So Nebuchadnezzar is a king. But the issue of the king is that Israel has been dispersed and there's a whole lot of Israel, Israelite, especially from Judah in in Israel. Okay, so there's a man called Daniel. So Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He doesn't know the living God or anything, <laughs> but he dreams. And that dream is from God. Mm. Remember, the Pharaoh when Joseph is in Egypt, the Pharaoh has the dream. Mm. And the dream has got nothing to do with it's Pharaoh. Got it's got nothing to do with Egypt also. It's got to do with Israel. <laughs> so the Pharaoh has got this Israelite in his this thing, is dreaming and is miserable because the Israelite will give the answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so God uses Gentile kings. The same thing with Cyrus. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Cyrus. Same thing with uh, Cyrus is the one who allowed. Mm. Allowed. You can. It's an actual fact of history that when Alexander came to Jerusalem, he didn't destroy Jerusalem. 
He didn't attack Jerusalem. He didn't do anything to Jerusalem. The reason is the rabbis came to Alexander and they showed, showed their the scrolls mm-hmm. and showed the book of Daniel and said, before you were born, mm. it was prophesied to us, you would come. Because if you read the prophecies of Daniel, even before Daniel, Alexander is born, Alexander is prophesied. Alexander is prophesied. And you know what Greece is, Greece is put across in the prophecy as what animal? As the leopard. leopard, yes, leopard yeah. What is about the leopard? Fastest. It is the fastest. Leopard is the fastest. Mm. And Greece, in the Bible, before Alexander is even born, is prophesied as a leopard, the speed with, with which, which Greece would conquest. I'm telling you, even now, if you go into the map of Europe, you'll find it difficult to find Macedonia. Bah, seriously. Macedonia. Macedonia is a small little place. Hyderabad is bigger than Macedonia. And Alexander is from Macedonia. And no empire or emperor has conquered the then known world with the speed with which he did. You know why? He had nothing to do with Alexander because it was prophesied by God. He was an instrument in God's hands. Hmm. And you read the book of Daniel. Hmm. Alexander is there. Greece is there. That's why when he came to Jerusalem, he didn't destroy Jerusalem. Because they told him, our God has already spoken about you. Spoken about you. So don't discount what is written in the Bible. You do it at your own peril. Because there's no other book like that. Hmm. Not No religious book like the Bible which has already foretold things that are to happen. Hmm. That's why we look at it in... Uh, Revelation 10 and verse 7. You know, that's a future event. It's coming. In the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he has declared to his servants the prophets. He's already declared to these prophets. The prophets have already written and prophesied. And there is a future event. The first angel, the second angel, trouble is starting on earth. All things are going haywire. By the time the seven, the final angel sounds, the mystery of God finishes. It is So there are mysteries. But these mysteries are hidden. But they are revealed. And some of the mysteries are time-locked. It cannot be revealed before its time. Hmm. So people prophesied. As the Spirit of God moved, Isaiah prophesied. These people all prophesied. But when time came in, it was unlocked. They looked back and realized, okay, this is what he said. This is what he said, and these things are happening before our eyes. So God speaks to Nebuchadnezzar. God speaks to the pharaohs. God speaks to Cyrus. Mm. Okay, Isaiah 45 is speaking to Cyrus. You look at it. Why should Cyrus let the Israelites go back to Israel? Why? Because Cyrus was told, our God talked about you. And he gives them favor and allows them to go. Okay, so God is God has got two entities he watches on earth. Mm. One is watching Israel. Second, he's watching the church. Mm. Two, he's only interested in two things. Israel, because he made a covenant with Abraham. Mm. So he watches over Israel. Israel will be there right now. It's a mystery. Blindness has happened to Israel. Mm. They won't accept Christ as a Messiah. So once the Antichrist comes, they will go through hell and misery. And then when Christ comes, they will believe in him. So a remnant of Israel will be saved. Not all of them. Most of them are warped. Evil, wicked men, Israelites, many of them. The worst of the worst are Israelites. Okay? Because most of the top masters in Illuminati Freemasons are all Jews. 
They control the wealth of this world. They control it. You look in US, all the top guys are Jews. They control. Okay? They're good ones and the bad ones, but the bad ones are really, really bad. Really, really bad. So they will have to go through it. And when they go through, why? Because they rejected Christ. Oh. They did not accept Christ who came to them. That's what the Bible says. He came to his own, but his own did not receive them. Then, Christ was preached to us Gentiles. We received. So there is blindness on Israel and the Gentiles are getting it. They are getting it. But there is a season when the time of the Gentiles is over. When the full quarter of Gentiles have got into the kingdom of God, God will stop it and start again with Israel. In the meantime, the church will be lifted off. That's what we call the rapture. When things are getting so worse, so bad, suddenly you will see not the church buildings or the people you see. The actual church will just disappear. Hmm. It will be gone. And God's agenda with Israel begins. And that is a seven-year period given. And that is when these angels are sounding. When the time of the seventh angel, when he's about to sound, the mystery of God is over. Hmm. Then everybody will understand everything. What was happening in history like we say, history is not history. History it's is a story. his story. It's not our story. If our story is not in his story, we are just history. <laughs> we will be thrown into the dustbin of history. That is how it happens. So Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. But do we know the dreams of any other kings of the world? We don't know any of no. their dreams. Because it's irrelevant, irrelevant in God's history. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Okay, so these things happen. If you go to Revelation chapter 12, you look at it, Revelation chapter 12, when it talks about, it's all talking about the future events. Okay, chapter 12, go over to And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet on her head. These are all symbolic language, okay? Garland of 12 stars. And then being with a child, she gave birth and under sign appeared. Look at verse 3. Appeared in heaven, behold, a great and fiery red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of the heaven, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. It bore, okay? And the woman fled. Okay, go to verse 7. Okay? And war broke out in heaven. Michael and the angels fought, but they did not. So there is something happening in heavens which we do not even know of. And what are the names of this dra- Satan's name? Dragon. dragon in the Bible. Serpent. See, like, look at verse 9. The great dragon was cast out and the serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. Do you know that? He's called the dragon. He's called the serpent. These are all symbols which human beings understand. And do you know when man dispersed from the Middle East where the original man was made in the Middle East? That's the cradle of civilization. When they dispersed to the East... The further they went into the east, the further they went away from the presence of God. And you know what we started worshipping? The snakes and the serpents. And if you look at the entire Far East, it's a dragon. It is a dragon. Controlled. That's what we call all is a dragon festival. So when it came to India, it was the snakes. The snakes. It's snakes are part of our myths. Snakes. And what is he called? The ancient serpent, the serpent of old, and the great dragon. You look, the entire east was taken for 4,000 years. 
thousands and thousands of years blinded from the truth of who God is, how merciful He is, how loving He is, how kind He is, that He wants to save us and deliver us from the power of iniquity sin. He's sending His own Son to come in human form, to take our sin upon Him, to die so that we would believe in Him, put not trust in Him. All that was hidden. Mm. Because the powers of darkness that rule over nations. Okay. So the gospel is completely different. And kings get dreams. When they're connected with Israel, kings have dreams. It's only connected with him. And God's speaking to him. Yes, Pastor Vijay. Do you want also, more questions? There's another very important question I think okay. you should look at. It. This is question number six. It says, uh, the kind of servants God wants men who will stand this up. This is from New York. Okay, okay. Who will stand up bravely and fearlessly for him. While you wait and see wicked men intimidate Christians, is it wrong to beat them up or curse them out? Okay. <laughs> Somebody was frustrated. Okay. Okay. Somebody is frustrated. Okay. Let me put across, okay, when you're talking about Christians, we are not talking about every Christian. These are Christians who stand like, like Joseph and Daniel and all, who stand up for what God stands for, righteousness, in a kind of a demonic, religious, secular, whatever liberal, leftist settings are there, okay? But first we need to get this picture when you are talking about, I want you to turn to the book of Romans because you have to look at principles of the kingdom of God as established through the word of God. If you come to uh, Romans chapter 13, one to five, Romans 13, one to five, okay? Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and authorities that exist are appointed by God. Mm. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinances of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. themselves. Principle. Rulers are not, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister as an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience. So first, a principle is given about authority. Then submission to authority. First, the purpose of authority is to... Verse 1. No, no, no. Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Okay? Verse 4. He is God's minister to you for good. For good. The purpose of God ordained authority is that He should uphold good. That's the purpose of government. Law should be fair. Justice should be upheld. So you have primarily three branches of government. You have the parliament that makes the laws, the executive that uh, works it out, implements, implements it, and the judiciary who watches over it. Mm. Okay, the three distinct, distinct. So the parliament is the most important because they frame the laws and the law should be just. Because what the devil does or wicked people do is that they change the laws. All you have to do is change the law. Once you take a law which is good and make it, replace it with a change, a law that is evil, then the executive implements it, uses force to implement it. Force implemented. And then the judiciary, if it is corrupted, the judiciary has to go by the law. Mm. Unless the constitution says this law cannot be changed. 
Mm. Okay. So, so what they will do? They will try to change the constitution, mm. which is very difficult in US. You need around 35 states to change the constitution, even in India. Constitutional amendment is not easy. So there are certain laws which are part of the constitution, which even the parliament cannot change. Even if they have super majority, they cannot change. It requires a constitutional amendment. Mm-hmm. So it, there is a constitutional right, like if you look in US, the right to bear arms is a constitutional right. So even when the government, state governments try to do all that, the Supreme Court strikes it down. Strikes it down. The reason is even when the, they pass laws saying to take the guns out, the Supreme Court says you cannot do it. You want to do it, change the constitution. We are here to uphold the constitution. Mm. So you need to understand that is how the law works. So don't read it and jump and say, oh, let me go submit. No. What is the purpose of authority? What is the purpose of authority? The purpose of authority is to uphold justice, truth. See, if you go to Isaiah 59, verse 14, it's a very important verse for us. Isaiah 59, verse 14. Okay. There is this important. Justice is turned back. Righteousness stands afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, therefore equity cannot enter. There are three things we all need in our day-to-day life from the government. This government's job is this. One, I need justice. Two, when justice is upheld, you have righteousness and there is equity in the system. But for all these things, these three things to come, it's all dependent upon one thing. It's truth. When truth is fallen, Everything goes. The problem is with is with truth. The problem is with truth. See, Judeo-Christianity talks about truth as absolute. Because in Judeo-Christianity, God is truth. God is truth. The word of God is truth. Word of God is truth. Okay? So you cannot dabble with truth. <laughs> you cannot dabble with truth. Okay, because the, by where its very nature, nature, truth is absolute, exclusive and absolute. Yeah. It is absolute mm. because if truth is not absolute, then you fall apart, and people are falling apart, yes. and people are going miserable, depression, discouragement, suicide. All this is happening is because people do not have absolute truths in their life. Absolute truths in your life. Mm. Okay, so God says in Isaiah sixty-four, if I'm right, God is truth. Jesus comes and says, I am the truth. Then he says, the word word that I have spoken is truth. And he says, the spirit of God is the spirit of truth. And then the church is called to be the pillar of truth. Mm. So the purpose of the church is not to redefine truth. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the truth, church is to uphold the truth, which is once and for all given. Mm. It cannot be changed. What leftists do is they redefine truth. In leftist ideology, there is nothing called absolute. This did not start yesterday, today, or this has been going on for ages. Okay, there was, I, I did it in my university when I was at IFLU doing our research. There is, uh, uh, there is this, uh, French philosopher called Jacques Lacan and Derrida. These are the ones who brought in the theory of called Deconstruction. Okay. Deconstruction is an ideology which leftists use being saying society itself is a construct. It's a construct. So if it's a construct, you can deconstruct it and reconstruct it. Hmm. So first you have to deconstruct it. 
then you have to construct it again in the way you like it. Mm. That is the whole agenda. But the problem is, when the Bible opens, the Bible opens like no other book. What are the first words in the, in the Bible? God. In the beginning, God. That's it. Mm. So God is an absolute. In the beginning, God. So the Bible does not stock with constructs. There is an absolute person called God. And God is one. Exodus has three persons. Has one. He's one. And everything he says is absolute because God is true. But that is not what the leftists say. They say there are no absolute. Society itself is a construct. There are no moral absolutes. Therefore, there are no societal absolutes. Therefore, they are changing everything. Mm. Okay? Mm. So gender is not an absolute. Mm. So suddenly gender is fluid. Mm. Marriage was a construct. So we'll deconstruct it and reconstruct it. So it's no longer between one man and a woman. It can be a man and a woman, man and a man, woman and a man, a man and three men, woman and three women. So they are reconstructing everything that was absolute. You need to understand the agenda that is working. There are no moral absolutes. Everything is relative. In the last, uh, um, last week's, uh, data that came in out of a study was that now 40% of American Christians don't believe in absolute truth. <laughs> and we do not realize how much the world has taken it in that if it is works for you, it is okay. Chalega. That's an absolute saying in India. Chalega means there are no absolutes. Hmm. But the problem is, it won't chalega. What is the proof it is? At the end of it is death. The very frailty of human life is proof there is an absolute. There is an absolute called death. Death is an absolute. And after that is judgment. It's an absolute. So you need to realize there's a reconstruction taking place. The Biden administration in two years, what they have been tried to is deconstruct and reconstruct the entire society. They are reconstructing it. The LGBTQ is a reconstruct about what man was for 6,000 years. Okay. What family is, what gender is, what sexuality is. Everything is being deconstructed and reconstructed. If you look at it, the attack is on Genesis chapter 1. God made man in his image, male and female. He made them. God is a spirit, so he does not have gender. But when he made man, he made it them into two genders, male and female. And the attack has been basically at the image of God. The devil wants to destroy man because he hates man, because man has been made in the image of God. And he want to destroy it. When the Antichrist comes, he's come going into a world where there are no absolutes. And no absolutes. Okay. If you go to how the Antichrist comes and God allows him to come, if you go to Thessalonians, you will see how it happens. Everything has been prophesied, told everything in advance. Those who have ears, let them hear. Okay. It is written. Okay. Chapter 2 of 2nd Thessalonians. Okay. Let's read from verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day. 
that day the in capital will not come unless falling away comes first first man mankind will start falling away from these absolutes mm. and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition perdition means destruction, destruction yeah. who opposes and exalts himself above all that, that is, is called, called god, god. All that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself as he is God. Mm. How does it happen? How does it happen? It doesn't happen with the Antichrist suddenly appearing. He cannot appear suddenly until he has worked his agenda in mankind. Now, if you look into modern man, if you look into modern man, he does not accept the lordship of God in his life. He is God. Yes. See, in the Garden of Eden, in chapter 3, this is what the devil came and said. God said, don't eat of it. If you eat of it, you will be like God. You are the ultimate arbiter of what is good and what is wrong. Mm, yes. What is evil, what is good. You are the arbiter. So what is that? That is called relative truth. Not absolute truth. In absolute truth, God is the arbiter of what is good and what is evil. When you become God, you decide this is right and this is wrong. So what has happened? Man does not listen to anybody now. Even the young person, the children, they don't listen to anybody. Yep. They decide what is good and what is wrong. You have become God. So first man has to accept that in his mind that there is no absolute truth. Hmm. And that is the agenda that is going on. Deconstructing the world the way God had ordained it. See, everything changed. Like I said, everything changed when Moses came down from the mountain That's with the Ten Commandments. It's written now. It is said, it is written. That's it. That's the first time something was written that is of God by man. It was written. And every constitution of every world is based on the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. That is when law came down to earth and it was written in a codified form, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are, are fundamentally important. Even, even if nations don't understand the first four, the others they accept. Mm -hmm. Honor your father and mother. Every culture. Every culture. Mm. Every culture. It is even part of the law. Mm. Many countries, if you don't take care of your older parents, the system can punish you. Mm. It's part of, when did it come? Who told you? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Who mm. told you? When did it come? You know, it came mm. around 5,000 years, 4,500 years Man. ago when it was codified by law when God gave it to Moses. Mm. Thou shall not steal. Who told you? Mm. Who told you you cannot steal? Thou shall not kill. You see, these things were codified and became law and they became absolutes because God is absolute. But the system is that the Antichrist is coming and he is changing laws. Changing laws. First, he will change laws which affects our flesh, which is connected with pleasure. Mm. So the first law he is changing is connected with sex. Understand that. Moses, the Bible says, Moses turned his back to the pleasures of sin. Mm. What is the whole thing about flesh? There is pleasure. Why do people like sin? If there is no pleasure, pleasure in sin, mm. people will not. People will not sin. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about sex. What is different about sex of human beings and the rest of animals? Rest of animals don't mate through the year. Mm. So there is not much pleasure for them. There is so much pain for them. Pain for them. 
not so much pleasure. See, pleasure may be for one one animal, but the other animal, especially the tigress and all, goes through terrible pain during the sexual state. So there is not pleasure for them. They only mate during their season yes. because for them, the way God has made them is for procreating, but not for man. Mm-hmm. Not for man. Why is there pleasure in sex for man? Because sex in man was ordained by God within the four walls of marriage to show his affection for his wife mm. and for the wife to the man. For sex was not just for procreating. It's only one of the uses. But the primary other purpose of sex was that this is showing affection and love. A dog is not showing love to, is showing love to any dog. A dog can mate with his mother also. He's not showing any affection. Please understand that. But man was made in the image of God and God is a God who loves. So man was made in the image of God and so man cannot help but love. Mm. So God put something which is called sex over there. And when fall came in, you know what? Because there is pressure in it, you have the depravity of sex Mm. going down where now sex is without Affection and love. That is why when we counsel people in marriages, you see, you don't have to counsel a female dog about sex or a cat. But we have to counsel. Why? We'll say, you know what? Your wife feels this way that you are using her because you don't show her affection through the day or the week. And then when you come to have sex with her, she's upset. But a dog is not upset. A cat is not upset. A lion is not upset. A tiger is not upset. Why is the woman upset? Because the saying is that you want sex without affection. But that is not how God made it. It is wired into your system. Sex and love goes together. together. That is why in, 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 in English, you don't say, let us have sex. They say, let us make love. Mm-hmm. You need to understand, we are made in the image of God. Evolution is the life from the pit of hell. Because we did not evolve. We were made in the image of God. So, so many things that we are, we do it that way because we are wired that way. We are made in the image of God. I think Satan hates it. So, the first thing he touches us to change us away from the image of God, he touches us in areas which gives us pleasure. Pleasure. Another place which gives us great pleasure. Like remember that old message Cyril had preached. Mm. Anything mm. man does, mm. it gives him pleasure. Right, right. Have you not? You hold your bladder for some time, go over there, how much pleasure? <laughs> yeah, there's a saying in Sanskrit, it says, mm-hmm. Sukha virochanam ahladakaram. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why? It is not any... I'm telling you, no animal is made that way. Let me give you simple, stupid examples, okay? You have some meat stuck between your teeth. Can you take it out without a little pleasure? Mm. No, it gives you great pleasure when you take it out. Right? There's wax in your ear. Mm. When you take it out, doesn't it give you pleasure? Why is it so that you don't see animals picking their teeth, put, putting... They don't do anything. A monkey will say, scratch me because something is biting him. Even if nothing is biting you, if you scratch, you get pleasure. Mm. Why? Because you know what is written about God? In his right hand, there is pleasures evermore. That's how God is. So you know what the devil does? He gets into everything in our life which causes pleasure and causes us to sin. Do you know animals eat only when they are hungry? 
Yes. Man eats through the day. <laughs> Why? Because man is made in the image of God, so God says exercise self-control. Mm. Don't sin in your eating. You know, animals only usually, if you if we leave them to themselves, they only drink water. Men will create everything, even water they change the color. Think about it. The only two things an animal drinks is when it's a baby it drinks milk and after that it drinks water and nothing else. Not man. Not man. You have to think, so you need to realize God created man and son in such a way that he can experience pleasure and when man fell in, there is pleasure in sin. So what was legit? And true, the devil turns it around and turns it into illegitimate and so the Bible says we believe a lie. Mm. Go to Thessalonians. Why do people fall away and well judgment? Go farther down. Okay. 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 Let no one deceive you. Yeah, go no, go farther down. Go farther down. Keep on going down. Okay. Mm. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It's a work. Only who now restrains. He is capital, that is God, will do so until he is taken out of the way. God will remove his spirit from the world and the world will turn lawless. But when the world turns lawless, they will not feel they are lawless because the laws have been changed. Mm. Please understand this. Don't mistake it. Okay. If you go to Europe, you will put your head down and walk because people are unless until winter come. Winter is the only good season to visit Europe. People have no choice but dress themselves. Yeah. Because they are practically nude. And they don't see anything wrong in exposing themselves because they are lawless. Mm. They are lawless. You need to understand. When we are talking about lawless, lawless, you know what? It is only lawless for the one who is holding on to absolute truth. But when the whole world has swallowed a lie and there are no absolutes, they will think that is the new norm. New norm. So please understand, these are only for people who have ingrained the absolutes in their heart and their mind and are fighting to live by that. They will see the world as lawless. For the others, it is okay. Let me ask you this question. All of you sitting over here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Honestly speaking, I can only talk about me and Dr. Richard, who finds it difficult to drive on the roads because we are strictlers to the driving rules. The most of you are happy overtaking from this side and that side with helmet, without helmet, with paper, without papers. You know why? Because the rest of the road is lawless. And you're part of the lawlessness and you don't feed anything. But not us. I find it terrible till today. You know why? Because that is how we were taught. You don't break laws. And it doesn't matter whether somebody is watching or not. So, I am always very careful. My license is there. My RTO, my paper is there. My insurance paper is there. My pollution certificate is there. And sometimes I wonder, is my pollution? I mean, nobody ever stops me. All I go from here is there and here to back. There is never a traffic cop. But it is irrelevant whether traffic cop is there or not. The question is there. There is something which is called the law. And the law is absolute. Certain laws have been designed how you should be driving on the road. That your helmet should be on. Your indicator should shine when you are turning. Okay. Now the problem is indicator also won't work. You have to turn around with the lawless fellows coming from behind. Who doesn't care about the indicator? (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. Okay. So when it is lawlessness, 
Lawlessness come. Restraint. He who restrained. Restraints are taking, taken off. So when laws were changed in America, laws were changed slowly over a period. Now you are proud about your lawlessness. What do they call it? They call it gay pride march. Gay pride march. Now drag queens are there in the nursery's classrooms. What happened to you? You changed the laws. You change the laws, but you are lawless. You changing the laws on earth does not change anything in heaven. It is still absolute. And ultimately you will have to encounter the absolute when death comes or Christ comes. The absolute is what is going to change you, not the laws rewritten by the government, the Congress or the Supreme Court. You will be judged by the law of God, mm. not by the law of the land in which you are living, unless that law agrees to God's law. That is why there is a definite end for every man called death. Mm. So it's once in a while it is good to visit a cemetery, to know your end. It's an awakening an awakening. This is what is going to happen. And there is no guarantee. Halloween was coming. It was a demonic, wicked day, the end of October. And the devil wanted blood. He got it in Korea. He got it in Corby. And he got it in Somalia. He got it everywhere. How many people died on that same day? How many died? Let me ask you this question. When they died, did they have any warning to prepare for judgment? Nobody had any warning. It's an eye-opener. Be careful. No man knows the day he will die. And when he dies, he has to meet his maker. So this is how he does. And when he comes further down, if you go further down, okay, how God will destroy. And then why does God allow? Go go further down. Okay, he and the lawless one, the devil, according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Why? Because, because they did not receive the love of the truth. We, we, should, we are not receiving the truth first. We should have a love for the truth. Don't accept everything. That's why the Bible says, don't go and search the ancient paths. Why were boundaries put? What was the reason? Why did why was why did our forefathers live this way for so many centuries and died? Why did we suddenly change it? Have an inquiring mind. Search, ask. You have Buddhism. Because Siddhartha, who was the prince of Kapilavastu, a province in Nepal, was one day seeing a funeral buyer and he started questioning the question of death. He had everything. He started questioning what is the reason man dies. In search of that, he left. But he didn't get illumination, though he's supposed to have sat under the Bodhi tree and illumination, but he had no answer to death. Your final answer was that it is the end of every man. You need to realize, actual Buddhism does not talk about God. No. There's no actual concept about God in Buddhism. That's, that's a lot of Westerners go, go yeah. into Buddhism because it's, yeah. it's a very subtle form of it's faith. It's a very, it just, subtle. finally you disappear mm. into nothingness. Yes. There's no God in Buddhism. Mm. And Buddha is not a God. There's mm. no God in Buddhism. Mm. But a religion cannot exist without a spiritual power. So Buddhism turned and went into tantric form, which is entirely occult. Mm. Tantric form. It went into. Because in original Buddhism, there is no God, there is no images, nothing. But you go into today's Buddhism, it's full of image and tantric, tantric occult. 
this day. So you need to realize the spiritual will always affect here. And what happens? They did not receive the love of truth that they might be saved. And when you don't do that, what does verse 11 says? For this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. You know what happened? People actually believe the lie. They believe the lie. They believe the gay guys, poor fellows, other lesbian women, actually believe God made them that way. No, God did not make you that way. <laughs> he didn't make you that way. You became that way. And if you were really honest to sit down face to face and talk, you really want to ask yourself the truth. When you were a boy, were you molested by an older man? When you were a girl, were you molested by an older family member, a man? And that's why you started disliking men and automatically you were attracted to the... Are you willing to accept the truth? Search out the truth. You were not born this way. Something happened to you. And then you became and you received the life. God made me this way. That's the truth. Do you want to receive the truth? Nobody was born gay. Nobody was born gay. You became. So go back to the roots and ask, what caused you to become? Something terrible happened. We are not negating the terrible. There is somebody who is here to set you free. Set you free. Christ came and died for that. What yes. happened to you? He died for that. And he rose again. And he has overcome the power of sin. Now he is willing to release the power into your life if you believe him and come out and be delivered from that lifestyle which will ultimately reach you into hell. Because the Bible is very clear. No practicing sodomite will ever enter into heaven. Into heaven. It's a lifestyle. And when you say that, they silence you. They harass you. They persecute you. Why? Because they don't want the truth out. Mm. This is how it happens. This is what happens. This is how the narrative of the... Because the devil does not care if you say you are an atheist. He knows even the atheists serve him. Mm. He has no... As long as you don't believe in the living God and his son Jesus Christ, he has no problem. Mm. Because he knows that is dangerous. That will set you free. That he loses his hold over. He has no issue with religions. He's absolutely, he's very happy with the religions. Yes, no. Even Christianity, the religion is very happy. Judaism, the religion is very happy. <laughs> Don't turn to Christ. Turn mm -hmm. to Christianity. He has no issues. You turn to Christ, he's finished. Because Christ did not come to start a religion. He came to reconcile man with God. Oh, yes. It's mm -hmm. a relationship. Actual living relationship mm -hmm. with the living God. So, the kind of God, servants God wants are people who stand up bravely, fearlessly, and while you wait and see wicked men intimidate Christians. This is where you need to realize. When wicked men intimidate Christians, you need to understand first, where are you? Are you in a position of authority? Then you have to exercise that authority to stop it. But if you are not in a position of authority, you can turn around and beat them and curse them because authority matters. Authority matters. You can stand in the gap. There's a difference. Stand in a gap. You know what a stand in the gap is like? You know, somebody comes to beat me up. If Pastor Vijay goes and beats him up, that's wrong. 
But Pastor Vijay can come and stand between me and him and says, I will not allow you to touch my pastor. Now he's standing in the gap. In the process, he's taking the beatings. That's what Christ did. Christ on the cross was taking the wrath of God over sin upon himself, saying, Father, everyone who believes in me, forgive their sins and let them go. I will take it on my soul. That's the cross. That is the cross. And there's no religion anywhere like the cross. There's nothing like the cross anywhere. The cross is so different because the cross is Jesus taking the wrath of God over sin. Sin in its very nature has to be punished. That is the law. Anyone who breaks the law has to be punished. Even if you're caught without a helmet, the law will fine you. Because you broke the law. Mm -hmm. The law, what is sin? Is the breaking of the law. That's what is called transgression. Mm -hmm. The result of transgression is sin. Mm -hmm. You have come short of the mark. The law expects this mark. You transgress. You fell short of that mark. That is called sin. Hamartia in Greek. Mm -hmm. You became a transgressor. And what has happened? It has to be punished. That's the nature of the law. Everywhere, any country in the world, that is the nature of the law. You break the law. The law comes up. With the punishment, appropriate punishment. We all have sinned. And what does the Bible say? He laid upon him the iniquity of us all. As Isaiah 53, laid upon him the iniquity of us all. What is he standing? He's standing in the gap and say, Father, I take, I take the punishment for them. That is salvation. When I look unto Christ and realize what God has done through Christ and I say, Lord have mercy. I believe he's taken my punishment upon him. Would you forgive me? And God says, forgive him. Now God says, don't start on your own now. Receive my life into you. I have forgiven you from the penalty of sin. Stage two, be born again and live a life where you have power over sin. That is post-salvation. Post-salvation. So first get saved and then so. We don't beat them up. We don't curse them. But we look at the God-given authority we have. We have two authority. If you are in a position like you are a, you are a judge or you are in a democratic setup, that's what they are trying to do in US. You are in a kind of a democratic setup. What do you use? Use the very laws that has been given to uphold righteousness. Hmm. Uphold righteousness. So you file Freedom of Information Acts. Why is the why? Why this? They file. They go to court. They go to court and stop a law. That law is unjust. So you fight it through. But in regimes which are autocratic, like China and all, you can't do anything. But you still can do something. Hmm. You have even more power, actually. It's the power of prayer. You cry out. You see, you know, 75 years, communism fell in Russia without a single bullet being burned, being fired. You know how it fell? People prayed. And communism came down. 1914 to 1989, it fell. Without, you know what? Because the difference was that there was a very powerful underground church movement. And they were praying day in and day out. And it just crumbled and all of Eastern Europe fell. But the problem of Russia if you look at it, is that when you have lived under an oppressive regime for a long time, you are basically a dictator and you are slaves. Slavery is in your mind. You don't know how to live in liberty. Mm -hmm. And 
if you don't know how to learn in liberty another dictator is waiting in the wings to take over the vacuum successful mm. that is what happened to israel mm. israel came out of the bondage of egypt and they said we want a king we want a king we want a king we want a king god says you don't need a king they said no we want a king like and they got a king and what did the king do slaves out of them that is the reason god has saved you if you do not learn how to live under the liberty of the holy spirit you'll become a slave of sin again mm. learn to live under liberty because sin is waiting to overtake you the devil will through come one thing or other will try to take over your your life that's why the bible says in corinthians 3:17 where the spirit is lord that is important the spirit of god how we first we come under the authorities second god has placed us spiritual authorities god has placed second corinthians 3:17 now the lord is the spirit ultimately you have to learn to live without supervision mm-hmm. 17 years joseph lived under his father under supervision after that god pulled him out sold him as a slave into egypt now is living and without supervision under in a foreign yeah. land under god yeah. and you see the liberty in his spirit for the sake of that liberty he is willing to go to jail and not defend himself mm-hmm. false accusation he goes into jail probably for 10 years he is in the jail but he is free because the bible writes god is with him okay so that is where you feel you fight for that liberty because liberty is not outside what is not outside liberty is inside if liberty is outside we will not grow old we will not die the very our body is wired after the fall that there is no liberty in this body there is no liberty in this body i am growing older i am growing weaker i am going slower my sight is getting all these natural things it happens slowly it happens why there's no liberty in the body all these young people who know even they grow weary the bible says right mm-hmm. the very fact you have to go home and sleep it doesn't matter what your age is there's no liberty in the body where is liberty liberty is in the soul that is where god gives the liberty a soul that is free from the power of sin is a soul that is free then it does not matter where you are whether you are in the palace or you are in the prison the simple question is are you free mm. so joseph was in the palace of potiphar he was free then he was on a false accusation thrown into the prison he was free, free. Mm. he was free because his soul was free soul was free sin couldn't touch him sin had lost its power over him. why did he go to prison because he refused to sin He didn't go to prison because he sinned. He went to prison because he refused the order to sin. He went to prison. He was free. God was with him. Understand this fundamentals because that is what will happen. So as God sorts, when we see these things happening, use stay within the framework of the law and the authority that has been given to you. So even Paul in Paul mm, when he yes. was under the roman law and when he was persecuted for preaching christ and when he was beaten and thrown into prison and when they came to free him he asked them is it legal for you to beat a roman citizen and they were shocked they didn't realize he was a roman citizen preaching christ because under the law a roman citizen cannot be beaten mm. and they were scared 
They just wanted him to go because they knew they would run into trouble because they had broken the law. And then finally, when he says, I appeal to, uh, appeal to Caesar. That is the final, like we say, okay, I'm not getting justice, but I'm going, if I have the money, I'll go up to the Supreme Court. And there the Supreme Court is Caesar. He says, I appeal to Caesar. So the king said, okay, to Caesar you shall go. And he's now in Rome. That's how the book of Acts ends. In his own rented house, under guard, preaching. Why? Waiting for an audience before Caesar to present his case. What did he use? He used the law. Use the law. So wherever there are avenues in the law and you have the resources, use that. But ultimately, we flood heaven's gates with our prayers. Yes. And we say, Lord, you intervene. You change it all around. Because we have promises. I will hear you from heaven. Mm. Okay. So the first, second question we had about the rigging of the election. The thing is that, will it succeed? If God has handed America over to judgment, it will succeed. No red way will succeed if God has handed America over. That is why we pray for mercy. We are not praying for justice. If God has said, I'm done with this country. It's over. I gave them chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. It is over. It is over. But if God has heard the cry of his people and said, I heard your cry, I will show you mercy for a season, there will be a red wave. I don't look at what is happening in politics alone. I look higher up and see how God looks. Because America is celebrating its 400 years. 400 years is 10 generations. generations. It's a very dangerous place to be. When the number 10 in the Bible is a very dangerous place. It can be either mercy or it can be judgment. We will know on Wednesday which way it is going. They have completed 400 years of their history. Their forefathers had made a covenant with the living God. That's why America has a note which says, in God, God we trust. trust. They may, like Israel, there are only two nations which has a covenant with God. One, God made a covenant with Israel. Two, America made a covenant with the living God. So their histories are different. It's not like our histories of other countries' histories. It is not the same. So God may show them mercy. We are praying God may show mercy. And I especially pray for mercy because my children are all there. Yeah. So I have a vested interest. <laughs> okay. We don't know. We'll wait and see. But I, sh- I feel he's showing mercy. And the next two years is going to be terrible. Because you don't know how the left fights. They fight dirty. They have no rules in their book when they fight. Even in the boxing ring, there are rules. When the left fights, there are no rules. They make the rules as they go. So it is going to be a dirty two years. That's why we are praying. If there is a wave, let it be a tsunami. That the majority is so big, they will hesitate to do things. Okay. Because what they have done in two years, they have literally destroyed this world for power. COVID was brought in by the Democrats of America and imported it into the world to get power. Then they started the war in Russia. They started the war in Russia. They literally, Biden invited Putin into Ukraine. He could have stopped it any time. They invited it because they they have their agenda. You know the people who are suffering? 
the famine, the pestilence, the tens and thousands, hundreds, thousands have died. Nobody knows the numbers. All man-made. They brought it in. The wicked, evil dispensation. Hmm. Evil dispensation. To the point, even now, they will not release the data connected with the COVID deaths. And the vaccination data, they will not release it. Why? It's supposed to be a free world, right? People have the freedom to know how many people died of adverse reaction to the vaccines. They need to know what are the adverse. My body, my choice. I can kill my baby. My body, my choice. I cannot know what adverse reactions of vaccine you force into my body. That you cannot know. Believe us. They speak from both sides of their tongue like this serpent. You need to understand the agenda that is going on. What is happening over here. Why so much secrecy? Seth Rich was a computer programmer of one of DNC's computers, which was had so many secrets, including Hillary Clinton's secrets, and he was one day found dead. And who murdered him? Nobody knows. Seth Rich's computer is there, which has so many secrets, which if it comes out, we will know what these wicked people are up to. The FBI asked the court for 66 years to release the contents of the computer. Why do you need 66 years before you can release? Because one generation would go away and by then this would have no effect at all. Why do they conceal these things in supposed to be the foremost democratic nation in the world? Why are they concealing yeah, they conceal it. Forget the rigging and the stealing and all. We have data available today which saying at least 5 to 7% of the Americans have actually said if Hunter Biden's laptop was proven true and the contents were true, we would have changed our vote. Trump would have been president. Why did they suppress a lap, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop? Now they are saying it is true. But why did they, why did Homeland Security go to Facebook and say that it is Russian-Russian disinformation? Why did 52 intelligence officials put out a public letter by saying Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation when they all knew it was absolutely original laptop with every muck under the sky inside it, including the business dealings with Ukraine and China and Biden getting a 10% cut. And they suppressed it. Even now it is still suppressed. If it had been not been suppressed by the entire media when the election was taking place, before the election, you know what? Biden would not have become president, even with the rigging. He could not have become, because people would not have voted for him, because that laptop is dynamite. What this man has been doing with his son, selling America to the Chinese, and what that crackpot was up to, is a literal crackpot. All his videos with prostitutes and this thing, all kind of crazy stuff. That and he's and what does Biden say? I trust my son. I'm proud of my son. I am proud of my son, and I trust my son. Mm. You need to understand what is happening in the real media. Media is not free. They will only let us hear what they want us to hear, and we believe that. You believe a lie. Mm. So do your own research. Mm. Search out what are the facts. You know, we are all very good with the systems. You know, Google search and all that. I'll show you something which is interesting. Okay, Let me see at least whether they have changed it now. 
Okay, I'll show you something. It's very interesting. <laughs> this is one of the most reliable conservative sites. What is that? Newsmax. Newsmax. Try logging onto Newsmax. Okay? Okay? Look here. Try logging onto Newsmax. Every time you try to log back to Newsmax, the news that comes is at least 10 days old. How did they change their logarithms? This is when uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband was beaten by a hammer by a guy. Even that is a very sketchy this thing. When did it happen? 10 days ago. But you try to log on to Newsmax. You don't get today's news. You don't get yesterday's news. You don't get day for yesterday's news. You don't get the day before. You only get 10 day old news. You try it any number of times through the day. This is what you get. Why? They're suppressing news, which is true. They don't want you to know. You think Google is controlled by righteous people? No, they're not controlled by righteous people. Because among the conservative, this thing, this is the one which is the most reliable. You can rely. Others are there, bigger, but they have small platform. This is the biggest platform. You need to realize there is things happening. It is so difficult to get into what is true. Okay, you have to refresh it so many times. Still, it sometimes it doesn't come. It comes, and five minutes later, it goes and it reverts back to the old thing. You can try it from different computers. Why are they doing these things? Why are they doing it all around the world? Because Americans vote from India too. In Hyderabad too, they will be voting. You can go to the embassy and vote if you're a U.S. citizen. There are Americans all around the world. Thirty-five thousand in Korea, soldiers alone. Fifty-five thousand in Japan, soldiers alone. They all vote. Where do they get the news from? CNN? <laughs> if you vote by CNN, Biden is a saint. 2024 will be canonized by the Pope. Because the Catholic anyway. Saint Biden. Saint Biden. <laughs> you need to understand where you get your news from. This is where. Don't believe everything you hear and see. Be wise. Because there is an agenda over that over our minds. Because this is how we teach, right? Your body follows your mind. Uh-huh. Where your mind goes today, your body, your body will go tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. If people go to church tomorrow, it's because they decided Already today. Decided today. Mm-hmm. All those who have decided not to come to church tomorrow <laughs> have decided it today. <laughs> your mind goes today. Your body follows. So they are not after your body. They are after your mind. Mm. And what is happening in the world is what we call mind control. Yes. Mm. It's mind control. That is why we have to be careful about what we hear and what we see. It's a lie in literature where they will say a photograph speaks, a picture speaks. A thousand words. It's not true. Mm. And all those thousand words can be lies. Because yeah. when you look at a picture, the words are with you. Mm. You are interpreting it your way. Mm. And the picture can lie completely. Mm. Because if you see a picture of Biden all the time eating ice cream, you'll think this is the coolest president in the town. But that's not the picture. That's not the words. He cannot speak one sentence without goofing up. So the picture lies. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, he has to keep something in his mouth all the time. (laughs) The picture lies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 
。ロングバイダーピクチャー。ロングバイダーピクチャー。Go, you need words. Words are important. That's how the Bible begins in the Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Words are important. Yes, Pastor Vijay. We'll call it a day. Or rather a night. Yes, we'll close in prayer. Tomorrow is first Sunday. All who are listening, please come prepared. We have communion. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you once again for this evening that you have spoken to our hearts, O oh Lord. Yes, Lord. We shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. But I pray, Father, even as we have heard, enable us, Lord, never to lose the love for truth. Even if, Lord, it hurts, but we know, Lord, it delivers. That we will truly, Lord, desire truth. Because when we desire truth, we don't desire just an idea. We desire you because you said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And therefore, this evening, O Lord, we just want to thank you, Father, for speaking to us, O Lord, showing us and teaching us so many things from your word. The way that we need to look at this world, O Lord, through the framework of your word, so that, Lord, we'll be able to decipher and understand the times, the signs of the times, that we will not be ignorant, O Lord. We'll be aware, O Lord, of what the devil tries to do and what we have as your children, the authority. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Commit, Lord, all of us into your hands, O Lord. I pray, Father, that the words that we have heard will continue to register, will go into the deepest parts of our inner man, and they will become a part of us. That we will not be lawless, but, Lord, we will be people who will love you with all of our heart, and therefore we will obey you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you once again this time. But even as we uh, prepare ourselves through this night, I pray, Father, that, Lord, you would speak to us, speak to us, prepare us, so that we'll be found in your house tomorrow. And, Lord, we will continue to prepare ourselves for your coming. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.